Blog Talk Radio. This is the Naked Talk with Alex Okoji. It's all about straight talk with some of the biggest global icons, leaders, entertainers, motivational speakers, authors, life coaches, relationship experts, social advocates, and extraordinary friends as they strip themselves their experiences, and share their unfiltered thoughts about life issues. I believe in stripping the lies and empowering the mind through the freedom of expression. I'm unapologetic about being open, so I motivate my guests to tell it like it is, and help my listeners build a presence of mind while finding their voice. So it's all about the best in authentic conversations, with real people about real life experiences. So let's keep it unfiltered, unscripted, uncensored, and uncut. You're welcome to today's episode. And yes, my name is Alex Okroji, and I am broadcasting out of Lagos in Nigeria in the heart of Africa. Yay! So what's going on, people? Well, um, first of all, I'm excited to be back here. Um, you know how it is. I'm always excited to be back here every every chance I get, right, every week. Um, well, don't forget that this is the hub for real, authentic conversations to empower your mind. And yes, you know, what is so special about this show is that, uh, of course, you know, it is an interview, but it's not just an interview. It is a conversation. And with conversations come views, perspectives, opinion, and lots and lots of expression. And like I always say every time I'm here on the show, expression is a sign of strength and not weakness. So we need, we really need not apologize, you know, for being who we are, for thinking what we're thinking, and feeling what we're feeling. 
And that's why this is a helpful, real, authentic conversation. So welcome, welcome. Uh, wherever you're listening from around the world, don't forget, grab a, you know, grab a cup of coffee or your favorite uh, drink <laughs> or a glass of wine. And, you know, just get ready to join the conversation for today. And I'm very, very excited to, you know, be connected with my very special guest uh, on the show today. Well, last time on uh, The Naked Talk, yes, I was here and we had a, uh, a world speech day. Uh, we had a special, right? And um, I had a very special guest who joined me live all the way from London, um, and I call him the British King of Zest. Yes, and uh, it was it was really an honor to have Tony Wrighton join me. And Tony Wrighton is a self-development author, and he is the host of one of the most top-rated podcasts on iTunes and Stitcher's Zestology, as well as a Sky Sport presenter. And, you know, it was really amazing to have uh, Tony writing here on the show. So he was here, and we had such a great time um, on World Speech Day. Uh, this week, it was crazy. And we talked about living a life filled with sex. And, of course, you know, he was here to share, you know, enlighten us with uh, what um, having sex is. And, you know, living a quality life filled with energy, uh, vitality, and motivation. And it was a really enlightening conversation and I'll be honest with you guys, you know, it wasn't just great for the listeners, but it was great for me. And we've been getting so much great feedback from that show. Now I have to say first of all, thank you to all your amazing talk bugs. You sent me a lot and lots of emails with thoughts, your views and opinions and great feedback. And I just wanted to say, you know, I try to respond um, as much as I can, uh, but I wanted you know but of course I can't you know respond to every message I get. But I wanted you to know that I get them. Um, I appreciate them, and I love you. Keep them coming. You know, it's great to keep this interactive, and, and it's great to know what you think about you know, all of the amazing guests I've had on this show and some of the most amazing conversations, you know, that we've been having and, and being able to sort of open your mind and empower you to be to live your authentic best. So, yes, uh, well, um, today's uh, – well, just before we get into today's conversation, and, of course, we're going to be talking about the upside – of uh, envy. Now, for a lot of people, I mean, people are wondering, you know, what could possibly be the upside of envy? Well, uh, you know, for a lot of people, I mean, envy really is, you know, that desire to have a quality um, or possession or some other desirable attributes belonging to someone else. It's, you know, it's a need to acquire something that totally belongs to someone else. But of course, you know, that's just my own opinion. Um, we're going to be talking to my very special guest uh, very soon on the show, and he's joining me live all the way from San, San Francisco in the U.S. Uh, but just before we get into today's conversation, well, today's show is brought to you by Zeno Online Stores. Yes. Today's show is sponsored by Zeno Online Stores, and they are your best bet for top-quality homemade products made right here in Nigeria. We're talking quality made in Nigeria clothes to accessories, um, furniture, food, and all of the amazing things. And, of course, you can find them at www.zenoonline.com. Sorry, Zeno Online Stores, but I mean, you can find them at www.zeno.com.ng. And Zeno is Z with a double I, N-O.com. 
that's Angie. And of course, our friends at Evolution Magazine. Now, we all know that Evolution is all about bringing to you the hair side of life and, of course, giving your hair a voice. And you can find them at www.evolutionmagazine.com. And let's not forget our, you know, our amazing friends at QTB Entertainment and Event. Now, QTB is all about A-class quality entertainment and event production. And you can find them at www.qtabevent.com. So let's not forget our amazing friends uh, who are doing a fantastic job raising their voices for those who um, are wrongfully convicted. And, uh, and and this goes out to the amazing work that Max Saxon Mayer, the CEO of the Reporters, Inc., um, Osage uh, Okola, who's also the director of this amazing documentary that's been made um, called The Innocent Convict, and they're raising their voices for those who have been wrongly convicted and are paying the time for a crime that they haven't committed. And it's amazing to see what, you know, the amount of, uh, you know, just the voices that they're, you know, the amount of uh, work that they're doing, telling the story of all of these innocent people and not just how, you know, um, not just their incarceration, but how it affects um, also their families and their loved ones. And so we're saying kudos to you guys for just doing an amazing job speaking on behalf of those who do not have a voice. So if you want to find out more about the innocent convict, uh, just go to www.thereporters.org, and you can find out more about uh, this uh, upcoming documentary. So, yes, guys, uh, I'm very excited. You know, every last week I did tell you, last week was my birthday, and I did mention on the show that I was going to be doing a giveaway, a special giveaway. So, yes, I am giving away 30. I have 30 books to give away, 30 copies of my book, The Naked Truth Live Street. Now, um, you know, I just don't care about this book, and this book has got, you know, uh, great, you know, great reviews. Uh, but if you would like to get a copy of The Naked Truth Live Stripped, uh, and don't forget, this is a book that uh, offers wisdom to those who are struggling to accept the truth about who they really are and what they really want out of love, life, and their reinvention itself. So um, you can get a copy of this book. Um, just, you know, this, if you scroll down to the show description, you can see Enter to Win. You know, join the giveaway. Uh, you can see click Enter to Win in my book giveaway challenge. Just click on the link, and it will take you to where you just uh, take part in, your, in the challenge. And it's a really very simple thing. What do I want to know? I want you to share one truth. Just share one naked truth that life has taught you. And you get a chance to win a copy of It's as easy as ABC. But are you bold enough to tell the truth? Are you bold enough to be open, to be vulnerable, to be expressive about one truth that you have learned from life? Share it with us. And, of course, uh, you get a chance to win a copy of my book. So, uh, guys, you know, it's been an awesome day, and my guest is already here. Uh, and, and I'm very excited. I can't wait to speak to him. Well, today on the show, we're definitely talking about the upside of envy with my very, very special guest. Now, many people experience envy every single day. Now, most of them don't know what to do about it except uh, feel ashamed. But, you know, burying the feeling doesn't really help. Now, today's guest believes there are certain hidden lessons uh, to learn from the feeling um, of envy and how to pay attention to it and use it to become a happier and more fulfilled person. Now, I'm very, very excited to have my guest who is um, 
clinical psychologist. He's also an amazing speaker, and he is the author of the book, Embracing Envy, Finding the Spiritual Treasure in Our Most Shameful Emotions. Well, I, I you know, I, this feels really good, but I'm very excited to have with me right here on the show Dr. Josh Gressel, who's joining me live all the way from San Francisco in the USA. Hi, Dr. Josh. Hi, Alex. Thanks for having me on your show. Thank you. First of all, uh, I'd like to say welcome to the Naked Talk with Alex Okorji. Um I feel really honored to have you here on the show. And I've been looking forward to talking to you, um, you know, just about this amazing subject because I am very curious right now. And um, I have a lot, and I'm sure the listeners are as well. Uh, you know, I've been talking about this. I've been getting a couple of emails, and people really want to know, um, that, you know, really know and learn the things that they need to learn about having to convert their feeling, uh, the feeling of envy um, to something positive. But just before we get into that conversation, I do have a small tradition that I um, do on the show. I usually like to take my listeners on a journey so they know where my guests are coming from and, you know, what it's like where they are right now. So would you be kind enough to share with me and let us know what the weather is like where you are right now? It's nice and sunny, actually. I realize you're probably talking at night sometime, but it's uh, about 2 o'clock in the afternoon here in (laughs) the San Francisco Bay Area. And we've had a lot Mm -hmm. of rain this year, which we very much needed, and uh, now we're enjoying some sunshine. Oh wow! Oh wow! This bit. Well, it's you know, it just started raining here in uh, Nigeria, in Lagos. So uh, it's been really hot for the last couple of weeks. But uh, we had a really rainy. It was really cool last night. It was cool yesterday, and today is still a little cold. So uh, yeah, but it's great to know that you're having a great sunshiny weather all the way in San Francisco. So. Um, you know what, Dr. Josh, and just for the sake of those who are listening and there are people who are listening from around the world, and a lot of them here in here in Nigeria, in Africa, um, and many who may not have come across your work um, or who you really are, um, tell us a little bit about, and I know this, a lot of people probably know you based on your um, profession as um, a clinical psychologist who's been, you know, in uh, – been working for so long, but who would you really say Josh Gressel is? I mean, how would you describe yourself? Well, that's actually a pretty tough question, especially if I were to take it seriously, which (laughs) I want to do. Um, So I think, you know, I'm somebody who's, uh, I see myself, I don't see myself, I, I feel very, very passionate about my work. And I just had a client that I just finished with, and he asked me, um, what do, what do I see as my job? And I said, I see my job. Now, he's a religious man, so I can use this language, and I'm hoping I can use the same language with your listeners, that I believe okay. everybody, God, God created us all to contribute something special and unique to the world, and my job is uh-huh. to help you do uh-huh. that. So that's uh-huh. what I see my work as. I use psychological tools to help the person kind of clear out some of the blocks to expressing uh-huh. their true nature, but essentially, uh-huh. I I have I see everything through a um, the broadest possible context, which I think is the life of the spirit. And so I I think you know my job is to help us all become you know anybody who comes to work with me 
that my job is to help them be the an expression of the soul that they are and not the survival suit that many of us have had to develop in order to, you know, survive in the world. Awesome. Um, you know, it's it's amazing to know and um I, I feel like Really, I, you know, and you're correct. You know, that's really why we're here. Really, isn't that why to contribute something to the world? So, it's great to have people like you who make that easy um, for a lot of us to do. Now, I know that you have been in practice. I mean, you're a clinical um, psychologist, and you've been in practice for over 28 years, if I'm correct. Um, But you know, first of all, and just for the sake of those who are listening. what exactly is envy to you? I mean, how do you how would you describe the word envy? Uh, yeah, I'd be happy to. And you know, one before I do that, Alex, this is my first time I've been interviewed by anyone um, in Africa. So my mm-hmm. examples that I'm going to be using are based on a Western mm-hmm. conception of the world and. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask for your help if they need to be translated into an African idiom. In other words, if if my example doesn't really work for your listeners because it's just not relevant, I'd I'd like to work together with you to make sense of it so your listeners in Africa, it will be meaningful to them as well. And I'd also be very curious as to how much there are similarities um, for, you know, people in Africa to what the people in the United States or the Western world grapple with in terms of that. So with that said, um, I'm going to, first of all, I want to talk about um, jealousy and envy because in English, at least in the United States, those words get used interchangeably as if they are the same thing and they are not. They're not even synonyms. And I was going to ask you a question about that. (laughs) Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to define envy by also defining jealousy Mm -hmm. because it helps to have a perspective and to know what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Jealousy is actually a little bit, jealousy is a little bit easier to define. Jealousy is wanting to protect what is rightfully yours. Mm. And typically jealousy Mm. is an emotion we feel in a relationship triangle. So in other words, if you see your boyfriend, Mm. your girlfriend, your wife, your husband flirting Mm. with someone else, you feel jealous uh-huh. of the, you know, because you you feel that uh-huh. they um they their attention belongs to you, and you're wanting to protect their, you know, their monogamy or your monogamous relationship. Uh-huh. So that's jealousy is wanting to protect uh-huh. what's rightfully yours. Um, and uh-huh. you can also be jealous of your good name. So if somebody uh, says something nasty about you, you want to protect your good name. So you'll. Um, say mm-hmm. something to defend that, but those—that's jealousy. It's actually a more narrow emotion, and it almost always has to do with relationships. Okay. okay. Envy, on the other hand, envy is wanting something you see someone else has that you think you don't. And envy can be okay. our, the objects of envy can be as buried as. You know, it's infinite. You know, you can envy your neighbor's mm-hmm. new car. You can envy your sister's more successful children. You can envy your coworker's higher salary. I mean, you name it. Mm-hmm. Anything that you see someone else have that you want for yourself, that's that emotion that mm-hmm. you're feeling is envy. So that's the short and sweet definition. 
Okay, wow. And you know, I felt the need to ask you that, and it's great that you also had to include the definition of jealousy, because at some point I, you know, and and that happens here as well. You know, people interchange them, they use them. Um, some people, you know, <laughs> I think they will get them confused. You know, um, so it's great that you can clarify what jealousy really is and what envy really is. So jealousy. Uh, and that makes a lot of sense right now. But let me ask you this. And um, now, how? How? Um, first of all, I mean, how can anyone tell? I mean, how can people decipher if the feeling of um, envy, right? Because a lot of the times people are in denial, right? And and sometimes when people feel something, they think, is it in any way connected to competition? Does it have anything to do with competition, or is it separated from? you know, feeling competitive with someone else. Because a lot of the times uh, we all know that uh, um, the word um, envy sort of, sort of has a negative connotation, right? And no one ever wants to accept that they feel that way at any point in time. So how can people really, I mean, how do you know when, I mean, you did say something, I mean, in terms of the definition that it is um, when you want something that somebody else has, right? Uh, but could you could that not could you not want something else that somebody has without being envious? I mean, how do you really? How does it feel? At what point? What are the characteristics of the people who feel or of people when they feel that emotion? Well, usually, I mean, I think I th- this is a great question, and, and you you throw out the word competition. There's also a sense of injustice. It's not fair. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also um, in English, we can use the word emulation when we say we're envious. You exactly. know, like I'm envious. I'm envious of your speaking ability. That means I want to be more like you. That's kind of a nice. Mm-hmm. So, envy essentially exists. It's, it's helpful, I think, to think of it as on a continuum from very mild. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I'm so envious mm-hmm. of that new. Um, you know, like j- just take something that. Uh, let's say, I don't know. Do you have any hobbies, Alex? Yeah. Um, okay. Can can you just give me, name me a what's what what kind okay, of hobby? Okay, singing. Sing? Did you say? Yes, I said singing. Right. Singing. Okay. So you could say to somebody, um, you know, I so envy the way you're able to do the rendition of that song, and in in a way, that's a compliment. You're basically complimenting mm-hmm. them. It's a mild form of envy where you're really saying. I would, I would like to be able to do what you're doing. And that's more like emulation. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be like you. That's when we um, don't feel overly threatened by the other person's success. And we also mm-hmm. have some confidence in our own abilities to achieve that success. So that combination of not feeling threatened and feeling some confidence in ourselves is a mild form of envy. Let's go all the way over okay. to the other side of the continuum. And the English word mm-hmm. for the, or not the English word, the German word, we don't have the word in English, but the German word that's used is schadenfreude, which means taking pleasure in another person's pain that stems from mm-hmm. envy. You know, so if there's somebody that you're mm-hmm. fiercely competitive with, um, either in the workplace or in the romantic field, and something bad happens to them and you go internally, we very seldom do this externally, but inside you say, yes. I'm so happy, you know, that <laughs> taking pleasure in another person's downfall. 
you actually, at least in the United States, you see this happen all the time in the newspapers um, where, and you see it in the tabloids where, um, you know, all these famous people where we like to look at all the nasty things that happened to them. This one had a divorce. That one's got a drug habit. You know, this one is bankrupt. I think that comes from feeding on people's envy. We are essentially taking Uh pleasure in somebody who looks to have it all, you know, either they're rich or they're famous or they're successful, and we see actually, Uh ha, they've got problems too. So these are some Mm -hmm. of the ways that envy can show up. It's usually uh, kind of, I can speak for myself, when I feel envy, there's a kind of um, gripping I feel inside and a bitter taste in my mouth and a kind of anger and it's something, just a nasty feeling um, that goes along mm-hmm. with it. And, and shame. Shame often. I often feel shame. Shame for feeling the envy uh, and also shame for the fact that I can't do what that other person is able to do. Okay. Is that answering so, you your question? Um, yes, that, that, that answered my question. And I was going to ask you something. But how about you hold that thought and let's take a quick let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. All right. Stay. You're listening to the naked talk with Alex Okorji. You're listening to the naked talk. It's so uncensored. She keeps You're listening to The Naked Talk with Alex Okoroji. Specially autographed copy of The Naked Experience by Alex Okoroji from Timid Girl to Confident Woman. It will make you laugh, it will make you cry, it will make you cuss, but most of all, it will be a great resource for you and your loved ones. Log on to www.alexokoroji.net to reserve your copy and win two VIP tickets to the book tour and match. And if you're just tuning in, well, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Okurji. And, yes, my name is still Alex. (laughs) That hasn't changed. Well, guys, wherever you're listening from around the world, welcome, and thank you for joining us. Well, it's been uh, a pretty awesome Friday radio special. And just before we went on that commercial break, um, I I was talking to my very special guest, uh, Dr. Josh Gressel, who basically is joining us all the way from San Francisco in the U.S. Now, uh, first of all, guys, don't forget that this is an interactive show. Uh, If you want to join the conversation or maybe you have a question for Dr. Josh uh, or a comment or maybe you have your own thoughts or your own feelings about envy, feel free to um, 
join the conversation, of course. And you know you can call in. You can call in live, and the number to call is right there on your screen. But hey, you know, make sure to dial plus one two and five three eight three three seven six six. Make sure to call plus one two and five three eight three three seven six six if you're calling from outside the U.S. But if you're calling from within the U.S., make sure to dial as a local number. Or you can also call into the show via Skype for free. Just click on the, uh, the live Skype button. There's a live Skype button right now on top of your player. Click on it, and you'll be connected to the show. Or you can go into the chat room and use the live in-studio chat room and leave a message, and, of course, your messages will be read on the show. Or, <laughs> the last but not the least, you can Twitter me. Just tweet at Alex Okoji with your thoughts, and don't forget to hashtag the Naked Talk, and, of course, your contributions will be read right here on the show or send me a message on WhatsApp. <laughs> well, guys, uh, you know, just before we went on that commercial break, I, you know, I've been talking to my very special guest, uh, Dr. Josh Gressel, and uh, I did ask him um, what, you know, envy meant to him, and he did share, um, he did share a little bit about that, and he also even clarified the difference between jealousy and envy, and, and you know, it was great that he did that because a lot of us get it all mixed up, right, sometimes. And, of course, um, I also did ask, you know, um, you know, what the signs are and how people can tell. And, you know, he did, you know, share that. But uh, welcome back, Dr. Judge. Hi, are you still there? Hi, Alex. I'm still here. Well, of course you're here. Welcome back. And, you know, just before I went on that commercial break, I remember that you were saying something and something that totally caught my attention. You did say that, I mean, you could describe for yourself what the feeling of envy, uh, I mean, what envy felt like physically and emotionally. And psychologically, and you did mention a particular word, shame. And you said, you know, you would feel shame, some 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 form of shame, right? If I'm correct. Correct, absolutely. Okay, now that shame, you know, that 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 shame. Whether that shame emanate from was it a feeling of inadequacy, or was it a feeling of insecurity, or some sort of, you know, what did what did that? Where where does the shame? You know, when people feel envy and, and feel some sort of, where does the shame come from? Well, you know, I think all of the above, just all those things that you mentioned, for me to say that I mm-hmm. envy you means I'm basically telling you I don't feel I'm as good as you. You're better than me in okay. this. You have more than this. You're You're just a better something than I am. And most of us are not comfortable doing that. You know, in, in writing the book, I interviewed um, uh, different people because I wanted to have individual stories to bring the material to life. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. initially, initially, I was very struck by the difference between men and women. And, you know, I put ads in um, different um, online resources throughout the United States and actually throughout the mm-hmm. world to, to get people. Mm-hmm. And... Men, men would typically say to me, um, well, you know, I don't know if I have much to say about that, but I could probably help you if you need help. That was the way they responded to me. And women would say, <laughs> envy, oh, my gosh, I've got so much to talk about with that. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> so initially, initially my thinking was that women are much more comfortable talking about their envy than men are because they're more comfortable in admitting an inadequacy. Um, I've since tweaked that assessment a little bit because I think what might have been happening is that a man telling another man he feels inadequate is very difficult, where a woman telling a man Mm -hmm. it's, it's not as difficult. And 
perhaps if I was mm-hmm. a woman, the women would have maybe had a harder time and the men maybe would have had an easier time. Uh, but in either event, okay. I think it, it, it really taps into um, a struggle we all have in just saying, I'm, I'm not all that I want to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? I, and I'm going to talk, we're going to talk about the book. Um, you know, we'll talk about the book sometime in the show. But, you know, something you said uh, totally just uh, cut my attention. And you did say, you know, when you say to someone, I envy you, it's pretty much you saying, you know, I wish I were like you, or I wish I could be like you, or I, you know, I want to emulate you, or I admire what you're doing, right? Now, but. And and that and and that makes a lot of sense, but for a lot of the time, some people, first of all, don't agree that um, that they admire. I mean, we, we we joke about it. I mean, even on social media, and people will say, "Oh, you're," for example, if I don't know if there's a term term that you're familiar with, but if someone say, "Oh, that person is a hater." And then they say, oh, it's because they admire you. You know, these are admirers in, you know, in reverse, you know, in some sort of way. But the truth is, half the time when people um, judge you or when people say mean or when people are bitter or angry um, at something that you do or you're doing, um, most of the time, is that anger at is the anger for themselves or is it at themselves or at the other person? Because half the time it doesn't really come like come across as um, it's because I wish I was like you. And you did say something at the beginning when we started talking. You did say that um, when someone says, oh, I, you know, I admire you, or I wish I could do that like you, or I wish I could do this like you, it's really um, you may not feel threatened by that form of envy. Or when someone comes out to say, I envy you, it's a person actually expressing a feeling that doesn't make you feel, feel threatened. But what in, in a situation where where someone is bitter and not necessarily vocal about their feelings towards whoever it is, um, is that uh, bitterness? Is it is it an anger at themselves or at the other person? And I'm I'm saying this because you're a psychologist, right? So is it that is it more of why is it you, or is it or is it more of why is it not me? Well, I think that, that, yeah, that's a very good question. Of course, I can't give an answer that applies to every situation. But what I I Mm -hmm. can say Mm -hmm. is I think, you know, since I've become more sensitized to this emotion, since I've Mm -hmm. taken a closer look at it, Mm -hmm. and in a second I really do want to get to um, what made me write this book in the first place. But since I've become more sensitized to it, I really do believe that envy is far more common, far more involved in negative experiences than we are aware of, including amongst people you would, you would think you're not supposed to feel that way, such as between parents mm-hmm. and their children or siblings, family mm-hmm. members. A lot of what uh, you see happen in families, you see that the tense confrontations actually, I believe, stems from envy. And so I think it's really important to become more aware of this emotion because the more aware you are of it, you actually have more control over the situation. When, you, when somebody's totally hostile to you and you can understand that it actually stems from their envy, it's a lot easier to deal with it, I think. Okay. So, okay, uh, thank you so much, Dr. 
you were going to say something. Um, but you know what? Yeah, I w- you know what, Dr. Josh, and can you hear me? Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting. Okay. Um, I know that, you know, we're going to talk about your book in a bit, um, but I wanted us to take a quick, we need to take a quick break, and we'll be back. This is a musical break. Um, I feel like we need a little bit of music in the air. So uh, so this one is um, by one of our former guests. It's called Sparrows. And uh, it's, it's by American singer Scott Crokoff. And Scott Crokoff was a guest of this show sometime last year in August. And he was also part of our first anniversary special, and he did uh, a live unplugged here on the show of this particular song. So um, let's take a quick uh, musical break, and we'll be back to talk about your book. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back.
Sparrows by Scott Krokov. Yes, American singer, songwriter Scott Krokov, uh, <laughs> a former guest. And uh, yes. So, hey guys, welcome back to the Naked Talk with Alex Okorji. My name is Bill Alex, and uh, I'm very excited to have you all here. If you're just joining us, don't forget. Uh, well, it's. Uh, it's a great day. It's Friday Radio Special, and I do have with me a very special guest, uh, Dr. Josh Gressel, who's joining us live all the way from San Francisco um, in the U.S. And, yes, he is a, a clinical psycho- uh, a psychologist, uh, a speaker, and an amazing author. Uh, welcome back, Dr. Josh. Thanks, Alex. Okay. Uh, well, uh, just before we went on that commercial break, and I know what we're talking about, well, we're just about to talk about your book, and I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, but uh, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about this. I mean, we've been talking about you know envy, and you've you've shared um, some amazing thoughts um, on you know on that emotion, and you know how um, your own um, personal experience with it. But of course, you have uh, written a book about it. And in this book, I haven't read the book, but I did a little bit of research. And, um, you know, there's been quite a a great review about the book. And in this book, you did uh, share your own, um, you were, I hear you were very honest and, you know, authentic with your own personal encounter with envy. Now, you're the author of the book, Embracing Envy, Finding the Spiritual Treasure in Our Most shameful emotion. Now, uh, Dr. Josh, tell us a little bit about this and, uh, you know, what is in it and uh, why you wrote this book. Yeah, thanks, Alex. Um, it's, it's um, well, of course, I do want to sell the book. That's part of the reason I want to talk about it. But actually more important to me is to, um, what the message I really want to get out to your listeners is the importance of learning to pay attention to your emotion because we push mm-hmm. it away so much and we don't it, give ourselves an opportunity to learn what it has to teach us. That actually mm-hmm. when we take a more compassionate view towards ourselves and the things that we envy, mm-hmm. we will find that envy is pointing, pointing us with remarkable precision in a direction that our souls and ourselves need to grow. So, for example, Mm -hmm. I was envious for decades about people who wrote books. Anytime I'd hear about somebody saying, you know, they're working on a book or somebody who was um, giving a talk on a book, I'd smile with this kind of forced Mm -hmm. smile and say, oh, good for you. And inside I was thinking, I hate you. Um, (laughs) And so I I had this dim awareness that basically this was Mm -hmm. suggesting I really wanted to write a book myself. And I would mm-hmm. look on, you know, I, and I, the, this envy that I was feeling, it really intrigued me. Um, but what I, when I looked to see, actually there's not a whole lot written about envy, but what there was out there was either overly academic, which wasn't very helpful, or super, mm-hmm. you know, kind of concrete, concretely moralistic, like envy is a sin, don't feel it. And that also wasn't very helpful. Mm-hmm. So essentially I thought I would do, you know, kill two birds with one stone and, both grapple with my own envy and get a book written at the same time. And that's that's how the book came into being. Oh, amazing. And, and, and you said something, and that's true. I mean, first of all, we're told not to <laughs> feel envy, right, because it's a scene. And that's not just a realistic 
approach or realistic way to look at it because every day people have to deal um, with that emotion, right? Um, but And just, you know, talking about this now, how do you feel that people can use, you know, envy as some sort of a magnifying glass for maybe perhaps the things that they're lacking in their lives? I mean, how do you think that people can use that? Well, the first thing they have to do, Alex, is to um, accept the experience rather than blame themselves or push it away like there's something wrong with me for feeling it or there's some way I'm deficient, I don't want to look at that. You need to have the Uh compassion and the courage to say, this is, you know, we we don't just like feel things just because we're defective human beings. It's this emotion, and by the way, envy is written about through all of recorded history whether it's in the Bible or whether it's back to the Greeks. Mm-hmm. There are, to my knowledge, there is no language that does not have a word for envy. So it's a universal experience. And, we, you know, I'd like to say it's a universal experience no one seems to have because no one will admit it. But, you know, if, if we have this experience, there's a reason for it. It's not because we're screwed up. There's something meaningful in, in something that's so common. I mean, like when you smile or when you laugh or when you cry or when you're angry, all of those we say, yeah, well, okay, those, those are important emotions. So why wouldn't envy, why doesn't it deserve equal, equal time as any other emotion? Mm-hmm. And so the first thing is to do is to just accept that it is every much a divine gift as any other emotion that we're gifted with. It's, it should not be shunted, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like this poor emotional stepchild that needs to be stuck in the basement and isn't allowed to come out and see the light of day. That's number one. Number two, then just kind of ask yourself with some curiosity, what is this emotion trying to tell me? And I'm going to talk about this Uh um, example. This is a, a person I knew who he noticed that he was envious of famous people. And he said to me, you know, I don't understand this. Let's go. I'll call him Jack. So Jack said to me, I don't understand this. I don't want to be famous. I mean, so why am I envious of, of famous people? Because I had told him, you know, well, pay attention to your envy. It's like in the example of my book. I was envious of people who wrote books, so therefore I needed to write a book. He said, but I don't want to be famous. I said, okay. Well, I mean, once I got that, that I actually could believe what he was saying. <clears throat> well, it turned out, and it took some thinking and introspection on his part, but it turned out that what Jack realized was he needed to become more visible in his life. He was like uh-huh. holding himself back, shrinking himself, not uh-huh. putting himself out professionally uh-huh. in the way that he needed to do so. And so anytime he uh-huh. saw somebody who was very public, you know, very much in the, in uh-huh. the news, he'd feel this twinge of envy. So his envy was pointing him in the direction of he needed to show up more fully in life. He didn't need to become famous, but he needed uh-huh. to show up more fully. So that's a, a more subtle example for how envy can actually help you understand a direction you need to grow in. I'll stop uh, there. Uh. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's an amazing insight. And, you know, as you're thinking about it, um, talking about your friend Jack, you know, um, example, um, he, he may not necessarily have wanted to be famous, but he – that are probably needed to be visible. So um, the feeling or the twinge of bitterness or whatever it is he felt at, at seeing people who were visible uh, probably was a sign for uh, what he needed to do 
um, in his own life. Okay, but l- let me ask you this now, and you did, um, but in terms of taking that first step now, because for a lot of people who deal with this, and I'm sure there are a lot of people who battle with this every day, and I'll, I'll give you an example. I did have a friend who, um, you know, and uh, every time I accomplished something, right, she probably never really seemed happy. I don't know how to explain it now. She was an amazing person. Here's the thing. She was such an amazing friend. Like, she's always there to, um, to you know, she, was, she always tried to be there when you need her. But it was it was weird that every time, maybe if I did something or accomplished something little, something small, you could tell that this person wasn't exactly completely happy. And I, we used to joke about it. I should go, I am, oh, you know, I'm envious. Why didn't you tell me you were going to do this? Or how did you do that? Or how did you do that? And, but for me, I never, I never took that as, I never took that as something I needed to be wary of. Cause I just felt like, you know, it's not, it's not me. It's her, right? It's, it's almost like a personal battle she has with herself, not necessarily with me. So maybe it's, why didn't I think of that idea? Why didn't I think of that first? Now, for those who are listening and who deal with this emotion every day and are looking for how they can be more positive with it, because, and we've all been there. I mean, I see someone who achieves something, and I would feel like, oh, you know, I could, you know, I wouldn't mind being in that same position, right, or me being in that same place. And I have to think of how I can work to achieve that. That's just me personally. But what what would you say would be is you know would be the first thing or the first question that a person can ask themselves, um, or maybe the first step to take? I mean, you did mention that they need to accept it and be aware of it and all of that. But what in terms of turning that feeling into something positive? How can they turn that to be something? That, that could be a positive motivator, really. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm, and actually, Alex, you're, you're bringing in, uh, we'll get to it, uh, but I just want to bookmark it so we don't lose it. You're bringing in another important okay. aspect of envy, which is our fear of other people's envy, like you're talking about with this friend, mm-hmm. which also is a really, really mm-hmm. important topic. But before we get to that, so what I would say is, first and foremost, like I said, that you need to accept that envy Here's my here's the bottom line. I mean, if your listeners don't remember anything else mm-hmm. that I say on this show, I w- I'm going to hope that they're going to remember this line. Envy mm-hmm. is not a sign there's something wrong with you. Envy is a sign okay. there's something right with you that you're not claiming. So I'm going to say that one more time. Uh-huh. Envy is not a sign there's something wrong with you. Envy is a sign that there is something right with you that you're not claiming. A talent you know, an ability, uh-huh. a desire. So uh-huh. so that's number one. And, and that's already a big step. And if you really can believe that, uh-huh. then you'll be able to take the next step, which is what is one small thing that you can do today to work in the direction of that yeah. thing you're envious of. True. And, you know, you just build up one small step after one small step. And, you know, I, I'm almost embarrassed to tell you how long it took me to write this book. And it's because it's only a... I don't know, 130 pages or something. It was seven years because I was so tangled up in myself. But, you know, you just stick with it, one small step, and eventually I got it published. So there you have it. Now, the other point, um, though, is the fear of other people's envy because that's also – it's a debilitating thing. And this might actually – 
again, I, I, I don't know enough about African culture, but from what I do know, there's a lot more emphasis on communal on the communal, on the community, uh-huh. on the group, than there is in the United States where everybody kind of lives in their own little independent capitals. Uh-huh. Um, and so when you uh-huh. live in a small society, when you live amongst other people and everything you do is visible and anything you, any way you stand out can be chopped down, uh, there's a phrase in, I think it's in Australia and New Zealand, called tall popping somebody, which is, any, the tall poppy is a poppy that stands out above the others, and to tall mm-hmm. poppy someone is to cut them down so they're like everybody else. So mm-hmm. that fear of standing out, that fear of being seen as different, that fear of that who do you think you are response mm-hmm. keeps a lot of people from expressing you know, the unique things mm-hmm. that they have to bring to the world. It limits people. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that every single thing you want to do, you can rub in people's faces. I think we do have to pay what I call a relationship tax, you know, just to live with other mm-hmm. people. So if your best friend can't get pregnant and you're pregnant with twins, you're not going to ask your best friend to throw you a baby shower. I mean, that's just not right, you know. <laughs> of that, course, that's insensitive. You, you do. <laughs> Yeah, that's insensitive, exactly. So that's, you know, of course we wouldn't do that. But on the other hand, like you were talking about this friend who doesn't seem to really celebrate your successes, does that mean you're going to stop succeeding so you don't upset her? No, you don't want to do that. So I just, I think we also need to be aware of how we might limit ourselves because of our fear of the community reaction to us being different, to us being unique us showing up more fully in life. And, you know, you do say something that totally resonated with me. And I do remember I had, this is way back, I I was in uh, college, and I had this friend um, who every time we sat either in a, maybe in a meeting or in a gathering and there were other people, it was almost like I started becoming because I, you know, I talk a lot. You know, I'm very chirpy, and I always want to express myself and my opinion and engage in conversations and discussions. And, you know, it would get to a point where we would have a, a presentation or a meeting, and at some point I would feel like I shouldn't even be talking, right, because it's almost like I was intimidating her without even knowing this, right? And that sort of made me stop talking because I didn't want to – feel like I was overshadowing her. And that happens to a lot of people, you know, just using the example that you, you know, you just laid out is that the people start to have limiting beliefs and sort of um, lower their standards or lower, you know, suppress their goals or their vision or their expression for fear of having to overshadow someone else or make the other person feel envious or worried, right? And that happens especially even here in Africa because, I mean, if someone – made an accomplishment or is accomplished where, you know, they're worried about people celebrating them because they don't want someone to feel envious and come and take it from them. Or, you know, they worry about all of those things. So um, it's amazing that we're having this conversation, and I do believe that a lot of the listeners can learn something from uh, what she says. And you really drove that home. You saying that, you know, um, the sign of envy really isn't a sign that there's something wrong with you. It is a sign that, um, something is right with you that you're not conversing, you're not tapping, right? Um, 
Okay, but um, you know, how about we, let's just take another let's take another break, and we'll be, I know I have to let you go very soon, um, but how about we take just one last uh, musical break, and we'll be back. Okay. Okay. All right then. Maybe I'm someone Maybe I'm nobody special at all A good son or somebody's best friend Or invisible Maybe I'm growing Maybe I'm Already past my prime Maybe I'm looking for some place to hide What the world decides Maybe it's me Or maybe I just don't like what I see lately Maybe the world don't like me They all think about me Lately Maybe the world's not for me Maybe she loves me Maybe I'm loved just for being me But if not for the man that I am Then for who I try to be Maybe they're with me, yeah Maybe they're all gonna prove me wrong Maybe I'm scared I've been right all along And I'm all alone Lately, maybe the world's not for me. 
that was maybe by Peter Kelly, and Peter Kelly, uh, pop rock singer, uh, was a former guest on the show um, sometime last year, and he was also part of our first anniversary uh, celebration. Well, it's been an awesome time on Friday Radio Special with my very special guest, uh, Dr. Josh uh, Gressel, uh, joining us live all the way from San Francisco in the U.S., and it's been amazing talking to him about his uh he shared some really amazing wisdom on, you know, envy and how that can be really turned into something positive. And, of course, we talked about his book um, as well. Uh, welcome back, Dr. Josh. Thanks, Alex. Okay. Uh, and I know that we have to wrap this up uh, really quickly. Uh, but, you know, just before we let you go, um, uh do you have any final words? Are there any words, uh, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, motivation for those who are feeling? Um, I know you did. You said quite a lot, really, but just any final thoughts, uh, you know, that people can take away in terms of how they can um, continue to see um, or, or start to use envy positively to sort of uh, seek their own self-development. Yeah, well, I I think it's maybe different words for the same message, which is just to really reassure your listeners, you are not a mistake. If you're feeling an emotion, there's a really good reason for it. And if you can Mm -hmm. stay open and curious and trust that there's some good trying to happen in the feeling, it can lead you to a positive place. Mm, amazing, amazing. Now, where can people find your book? I mean, where can people get a copy of this book? Because I know that um, just, you know, an hour conversation doesn't tell it all. I mean, for those who really want to read it and be, you know, be empowered by the message in your book, where can they find it? Well, yeah, I'm not sure how it works in Africa. First of all, let me just repeat the name of the book. It's um, Embracing Envy, Finding the Spiritual Treasure mm-hmm. in Our Most Shameful Emotion. And um, it's available mm-hmm. on all the major online booksellers, such as Amazon or Barnes and Noble. And if you know if shipping is an issue, mm-hmm. there's also Kindle versions. They can buy it um, via Kindle and and read it on you know whatever their phone or okay. their tablet. Okay, so they can get the ebook version of it. They can get it on Amazon Kindle. Yeah. Okay, okay. And, of course, they can also go to your official website. Uh, I know that your official website, uh, if I'm correct, is www.justgressel.com, if I'm correct. Right, and that's spelled J-O-S-H-G-R-E-S-S-E-L.com. Okay, great, great. And, and, you know, I I mean, I say this because I know that – they might want to, you know, you never know if somebody might want to connect with you. I know you do a lot of coaching, um, and you have um, you do a lot of coaching and therapy, but is it just in person, or do you do it virtually online? Do you do online? Uh, well, first, yes, I do work with people via Skype, but, you know, if anybody just wants to shoot me an email, okay. I'm happy to also just respond that way as well, and, and the how to do that is on my website. Okay, fine. So if they have questions about envy and they need to talk to you, they can reach you via email on your website. Yes. Okay, okay. Thank you so much, Dr. Josh Gressel. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here on the show. And I, I had, you know, so much fun talking to you and learning so much more about 
uh, the upside of MD and how we can really use it to um, to do more positive stuff, you know, to achieve more positive goals in our lives. So thank you so All right. much. Thanks for having me on, Alex. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Have a great day. Okay, guys, well, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Akurji. And, yes, it's been an awesome Friday radio special with my guest, Dr. Josh. And, yes, he said it all. I mean, really, um, are you feeling any form of envy? Uh, do you admire? <laughs> maybe not that. Do you feel bitter when you see that someone is accomplishing something? Do you feel um, angry when you feel like there's someone uh, – accomplishing something that you would you wish you did or you had accomplished well how about you turn what about how about you pay some pay more attention to your feeling of anger and bitterness when it comes up and ask yourself one question really what can i do to have that i think that's the most important question that you can ask yourself when you start to feel like someone else is doing better than you how can i have that how can I be in that position? What do I need to do to get there? Because when you ask yourself those questions, it ultimately becomes a positive, um, some sort of positive um, disposition about the situation, and it's no longer a bitter, angry feeling, but a feeling of your own growth and your own accomplishment. So you say, to, okay, and, and this has happened, and I can use myself as a personal example. I've seen people who have achieved stuff and before I started guests in the shows and doing things. I can see other people doing it, and I'm like, I would love to do that. And that's just really been my approach. I met, you know, yeah, when I was younger, but not when, I, you know, I, my, my approach is I would love to accomplish that. I would love to do this as well. And not why him or why her and not me. No, I turned it to I would love to do that. So my energy and my focus is on me accomplishing that same task or doing it better or doing it in my own way as opposed to me wondering why someone else is doing that thing or doing that same thing. So, um, well, that's, you know, that's my own take on envy and how. But that's me. Let me know what you think about it. Don't forget you can leave a comment here on this page if you want to. Uh, you can leave a comment, not if you want to. You should leave a comment on this page. Or, of course, as usual, send me an email. Send an email to thenakedtalk at gmail.com and let me know what your thoughts are on, on the feeling of envy, the emotion of envy. Do you feel it? How do you approach it? How do you internalize it? Tell me what you do with it. What is, you know, what is the outcome? What, is, what does it feel like? I'd love to know um, what your thoughts are. And don't forget, guys, you can be part of my Let's Get Naked Challenge. Yes, just Click on the link, enter to win, and get on my blog and fill in just a request. Just share one lesson, one naked truth that life has taught you for a chance to win a digital copy of my new book, The Naked Truth, Live Stripped. And don't forget this book is available on Amazon, on Bands and Nobles, um, on iBooks, and any of your favorite online. Or just go to my official website at www.alexcurgy.me and yes, click on book and you can get a copy of The Naked Truth live stream. But, hey, you don't have to pay for it. If you can simply go to, just click on uh, Enter to Win and get on my blog and share with me one naked truth that life has taught you. Get a copy of my book. Well, so we'll come back same time next week on Talk Wednesday. I appreciate you. I love you for spending some time with me and my awesome guests. 
and I love you. Ciao. Listening to the Naked Talk with Alex Okorochi.